0: Hi Church, it's so good to be speaking to you all
1: again. Praise the Lord that uh, we have weathered through so much of the MCO and I'm very sure by now uh, the conditions are easing and all of us are looking forward back to normal again. And uh, before I continue, I would encourage all of you, if not many of you, to go into the live chat because we would love to interact with you. So please do that as I share the word of God with you. Let me pray. Father God, I want to commit this time to you once again, and I want to pray that this word would be the word in season. Truly, Father Lord, help us to not only just hear you, but also apply. And because we know, Lord, that your word is alive and living, it's a sharper than a two-edged sword so father i commit this time to you now you help me lord even share what is in your heart so that your people even this weekend will be encouraged not only in sibkl but everywhere when they tune into this broadcast thank you jesus in jesus name i pray amen amen from this week onwards uh we will start the book of nehemiah and today i'm going to do the overview of the book of Nehemiah. But before I do that, I want to ask you one question. Who is the shortest man in the Bible? The answer is Nehemiah. Because he is only Nehemiah. Um, well, jokes aside, He's actually a spiritual giant. If you ask me, he's probably one of the greatest spiritual giants, not only in the whole of the Old Testament, but in the entire Bible. He is somebody whom we can emulate, whom God blessed, and even as we follow his example and be a Nehemiah today. That's the title of my message. I want to believe that all of us, our lives will be totally transformed. But before again, I go into the main content of what I'm going to share, I want to delve into some Bible trivia regarding Ezra and Nehemiah. Do you know that in the early Hebrew scriptures, both Nehemiah and Ezra were actually one book. They were bound together in one book and it was actually called first and second Ezra. Why? Because you're very, very similar in their order, in their patterns, and in their content. In fact, Ezra means help. Nehemiah means comfort. And what better time than God sends help and comfort to the children of Israel than that time when they went back to rebuild the walls around the city of Jerusalem. And leading Bible scholars have more or less come to the conclusion that Ezra was actually the author of both Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra probably took the journal from Nehemiah and wrote Ezra and Nehemiah, and in fact, to take it one step further leading commentators conclude that actually Ezra wrote chronicles Ezra and Nehemiah why do they conclude that now can i encourage all of you if you are at home now go and get a bible because you're at home huh? and many of you have 10 bibles in your house right so even as i speak uh i would encourage you either to go to the printed bible or look at your electronic bible why because i can guarantee you that you will benefit more if you have your bible in front of you so as even as i continue send somebody to get a bible okay now um how why why do i say that ezra actually wrote chronicles ezra and nehemiah if you look at the last few verses of second chronicles and compare it to the first few verses of Ezra chapter 1 it is exactly the same word for word how come the best explanation same author so that's why Ezra Nehemiah follows first and second chronicles in the bible so now you know lah huh? First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah. So when I say turn to Nehemiah, you don't have to fumble anymore. First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah because the same author. And it's not difficult to understand and imagine that because Ezra was a scribe, a recorder of the word. Not difficult for him to record all four books. So much for the Bible trivia. Let me now go to the overview of Nehemiah. And I'm going to share with you this diagram which you see on the screen. And for me, this is the best overview that I can find with some modifications. By me. So if you look at that diagram, you'll find that the book of Nehemiah can be divided into four big sections. The return, chapter 1, chapter 2, the rebuilding, chapter 3 to chapter 7, the revival, chapter 8 to chapter 10, and then the reforms, chapter eleven to chapter 13. First of all, the return. Chapter 1 of Nehemiah. Nehemiah received bad news. Why? Because the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and the gates were burned. Bad news. And then chapter 2 gives us good news, the godly response to bad news. What did Nehemiah do? Nehemiah prayed and he went to see the king and then he responded in a godly way and he went back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. Sorry, rebuild the wall. And then came the rebuilding, chapter 3 to chapter 7. He erected defences, encountered opposition along the way. He enlisted good men to help him. And God surrounded Nehemiah with excellent people and they finished the wall in 52 days. And then come this portion of scripture, which to me is my favorite—the revival. After the rebuilding came the revival, and and there it was. Scripture was expounded, sins confessed, and revival took place. And guess what? I love this section so much. I will be doing it somewhere in uh, September. I look forward to dealing this section of the revival that came to Israel. Wow, awesome. And my prayer is that this revival will also come to Malaysia. Amen. 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 And the last section is before Nehemiah went back to serve the king Arthur xứ again. He did reforms. Order of the house, dedication of the wall and final reforms of mixed marriages. Uh, reorientated sabbath again etc etc now the as we look at these reforms you notice that nehemiah actually got angry you know he was so frustrated at the people that he was so angry that he tore people's hair the difference between nehemiah and ezra was that ezra also got angry with the same mixed uh, 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 marriages but he tore his own hair so, so people ask me, Pastor, have you ever been angry before? Yes, but I want to comfort you that I have not yet reached the stage of tearing people's hair. So you are safe with me. Who was Nehemiah? He was actually the cup bearer to the king. I find this absolutely fascinating. Why? Remember, Nehemiah was a Jew and the king was Persian. Can you imagine a Jew being the cupbearer to a Persian king and not only a Jew, but an exile, an alien. How did a Jew, an alien, became the closest confidant to the Persian king why because being a cupbearer you must be very trusted very loyal if you want to assassinate the king you are in a good position to do that but how did nehemiah reach that position ha is the favor of god incidentally most of these cupbearers were eunuchs because just in case they do something funny behind the king's back huh? so all of them were eunuchs so my encouragement to you is be loyal be trustworthy be a nehemiah today but don't be the other part of nehemiah huh? i mean the eunuch part huh? so nehemiah was loyal trustworthy And he gained the favour of God and the King. So when I ask you, friend, encourage you, be a Nehemiah today, I am encouraging you that if you and I become, have the characteristics of a Nehemiah today, we incur the favour of God upon our lives. Don't you want that? Look, those of you in the sitting room or in the bedroom, wherever you're watching this uh, broadcast, how many of you want the favor of God upon your life? Raise your hands. Praise the Lord, I see you, I see you. I also want to have the favor of God, right? I also want the favor of God. How do I know that the favor of God rested upon Nehemiah? Look at the last verse of the last chapter when Nehemiah closed the book, what did he say? Remember me with favour, O my God. Truly and surely, throughout the book of Nehemiah, the favour of God was upon him. And I want to pray the same for you. Even as I share with you, be a Nehemiah today. And if we follow the characteristics, I want to believe that the favour of God will come upon you, come upon your family, come upon your business, no matter what the challenges are. May the favour of God rest upon you, my friend. You will remember last week, Pastor Isaac sharing about a phrase that was found in Ezra and Nehemiah. The good hand of the Lord In our journey The good hand of the Lord Is very, very important It denotes favour And you know That this phrase The good hand of the Lord Is most mentioned and found Where? You're right Ezra and Nehemiah Seven times In other words The favour of God the good hand of god was upon nehemiah and i want the same for you my friend i really want the same for you come everybody follow after me whether you are in the home or whatever it is mom dad children say after me i want to be a nehemiah today are you ready one two three I want to be a Nehemiah today. One, two, three, one more time. I want to be a Nehemiah today. Hallelujah. Me too, me too. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. Can we do that? Clap, 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 clap. Praise God. God is good, amen. He wants us to be a Nehemiah today so that all of us can have the favour of God. How, uh, Pastor? What must we do to incur the favour of God upon our lives. Five characteristics. Number one, Nehemiah was a man of prayer. If you look at the whole book of Nehemiah, and I've read it several times in preparation for this message, one thing struck me. He prayed all the time. He prayed. Chapter one, when he heard the bad news about the walls of Jerusalem being destroyed and the gates were burned, what did he do? Pray. He fasted and prayed four months, and when he came before the king, he prayed. And after arriving in Jerusalem, first thing he did, he prayed. When he met opposition, he prayed. When he rebuilt the wall, he prayed. When he dedicated the wall, he prayed. Before he did reforms, he prayed. Every moment, the whole of Nehemiah is actually a prayer book. Short prayers, long prayers. really doesn't matter, but the key is, he prayed. Case in point. look at Nehemiah chapter two, verse four to verse five, and you can see it on your screen. It doesn't matter, my friend, whether you pray a long prayer or a short prayer, the key is just be prayerful. And the case in point is this. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 4 to verse 5. The king said to me, what is it you want? Because Nehemiah had a very sober and solemn and sad face, you see. And then I prayed to the God of heaven. And I answered the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found what? Favor. See, the favor of God always follows Nehemiah, and it will follow you if you and I become a Nehemiah today. If I have found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city, in Judah, where my ancestors are buried, so that I can rebuild it. The key is this. That moment, when the king asked him, What do you want? He shot a prayer up to heaven. Was it a long prayer? No, short prayer. Long prayer, short prayer. Doesn't matter, just pray la. You know what I mean? But then you say, Okay, oh, yeah, okay, okay, Pastor. When I need God, I pray only la. It doesn't work that way. The reason why God could answer Nehemiah when he shot that prayer up to heaven was because Nehemiah was already a man of prayer. Prayer was his lifestyle. Remember, he's already prayed for four months, right? Fasted and prayed for four months, and I've done that many times. You know, when I when I go for a meeting, sometimes when I meet somebody for lunch, or when I when I go before my message, for example, before I speak. I should I should pray up to God, not not that when I need Him I pray, because, well, I pray lah. I may not pray as much as some of you, but I do pray. So, don't be like this Indian philosopher who uh, never prayed, and one day he was crossing the river with a boatman in a sampan and the currents in the river were so so strong and the river was infested with crocodiles and the, the boat was in danger of capsizing and so the indian philosopher turned to god he said god god i know you are somewhere there somewhere lah, huh i know you are very busy as well you you have the whole entire galaxy to manage and seven billion people to take care of you know huh? god i never disturb you or no I never, never disturb you. But this one time, uh, please, can you help me? Can you please make me cross the river? And if you help me, I promise you, I will never disturb you again. Do you think God will answer that kind of prayer? No. Be prayerful. Short prayer, long prayer, long prayer, like Nehemiah, be prayerful. And the favor of God will come upon you. So everybody read First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18 with me. Are you ready? Are you ready? Everybody read together. One, two, three. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So don't forget, pray continually. So, how to be a Nehemiah today? First of all, be a man of prayer. Secondly, be a man of action. In other words, be prayerful and also be practical. Don't pray, 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 pray all the time, huh? So heavenly minded, good for nothing. And don't only do, 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 do all the time and never pray. So very important, ah. Huh? Be prayerful. And pragmatic, be practical. Like Nehemiah, he was a man of action. Case in point, Nehemiah chapter four, verses. Let let me read. If you have a Bible, turn to it. That's why it's very good to have your Bible. You see, so Nehemiah chapter four, beginning from verse three. So turn to your Bible. I'll just read it with you. Just just give highlight certain things. Nehemiah chapter four, verse three. Tobiah and the Ammonite, who was his side, mean, went and opposed Nehemiah, right? Even a fox climbed on it, the wall will also break down. And then verse 4, what did Nehemiah do? Pray. Hear us, O God, for we are despised. Turn your insults back. And what did he do? They continue to act. Verse, five, verse 6, they continue to rebuild the wall. And after praying, you thought that everything would be all right. No, actually, it became worse. The opposition tamba increased. That's why in verse eight, they all plotted together, and then they come together and cause trouble against it. And then what did might do? Pray. You see, and we pray to our God and posted a guard night and day to meet the threats. So there it is. Pray. Act. Pray. Act, it is the being and the doing. Be a man of action. The third thing about Nehemiah, is that he said, he just only do, 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 without thinking one. Be a strategic thinker. Be a strategic leader. In the fact, the whole book of Nehemiah is a very, very good manual of leadership. Be a strategic planner. That's what he did. The first thing Nehemiah did when he arrived in Jerusalem was, "Reki, do a night inspection when no one was around. He rode alone. Look at the walls. And what was he doing? Thinking, strategizing." That's what we need to do, friends. At this season, we need to be a strategic thinker, strategic planner. So that's what he did. See, when he built the walls, he got every family to build the section of the wall in front of their house. Isn't it amazing? He was not only a good planner, a good organizer, he was a good inspirer. That's what leaders are. He inspired the people. And we read, the people had a mind to work. Isn't it amazing? He gathered them together, and one day he says, "When you hear the sound of the trumpet, ready together! Let's work, let's work, let's work, folks! Let's do it!" Wow, he's a great mobilizer, a great leader, and that's what we need today. You know there are four types of mindsets that we have today in this season, post-pandemic or post-MCO. The first mindset is the survival mode the survival mindset i ya die la i ya die la everything to die la die la die la so you talk like that you sure die one eh? okay secondly is the settling down mindset i how can i cope eh? ah let market forces dictate me lah. i just flow la what the its own level so i settle down lah, uh, and i take whatever is available lah. the third mindset is a street fighters mindset I fight, I come back. I got my turf. I don't care what other people do. I only care for myself. Don't care what other churches are. Don't care about the poor. I I only guard myself. The street fighters aggressive mindset. The key is this time and season have a strategic mindset. Think how best can we leverage on this opportunity to reach out to the marginalized, to the traumatized, to the poor. To the, to the people they need God more than any other time. Wow, strategic thinking. That's what we need today. On this call, I would like to announce it, just let you know to give all of us a head start in SIBKL. Having prayed with my SPO, we are going to launch what we call the Lentil Patch Ministry. Go into the website, go into that link you will understand why we call this ministry the lentil patch ministry uh, now i i just sh- share with you only ah uh. i'm going to officially launch it at the leaders meeting on the 23rd of june this month what is it about you know 80% of the churches in malaysia are small churches 80% less than 100 maybe even less than 200 and you know with this lockdown and with the new normal Many of them cannot start church again. Why? Because they don't know how to do Zoom. They are not techno-savvy. And not only that, because they cannot meet physically, the types of offerings all go on. You know what the devil wants? Shut down 80% of the churches in Malaysia. You know how few mega churches are there? Over five hundred. So, what do we do? No, we want to revive them, we want to help them. So the Lentil Patch Ministry, started by SIBKL, will now hold the hand of these small churches, teach them, train them how to be techno savvy, how to do church online, how to do small groups online. Most important, how to do their tithes and offerings online. By doing this, the church in Malaysia will be alive and revive again. The fourth thing of what are the characteristics that we must have to be a Nehemiah today? Is that Nehemiah was a man of the word. We must be a man of the word. Actually, if you look at it honestly, in Nehemiah, nowhere is it seen. He's a man of the word. He is an organizer. He's a leader. But God is so good. You see, God is so strategic. Who did He send? Ezra. Ezra was a man of the word. That's why Ezra. I mean Nehemiah chapter eight. Ezra came into the scene and started to build a platform. Got everybody to read the word. You see, the word of God is very, very important. So Nehemiah and Ezra both came together. It reminds me of the WWF tag team. You know, in the wrestling, the tag team. You know, wow, it's a tag team. Ezra on my left. Ezra and Nehemiah, the best tag team in the world. And together, wow not only did they rebuild the wall of jerusalem that they had and inspired a spiritual revival we must have the word of god and here is the fifth characteristic not only was nehemiah and i want this for you and for me even during this season a man of prayer not only was he a man of action prayer and practice you see not only was he a strategic thinker, a planner, not only was he a man of the word, this very, very important. He was a joyful man. Where do I get this? And here you find the most well-known verse in Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10, one of the most well-known verses in the entire Bible. Nehemiah could testify in the midst of all the opposition, in the midst of all the challenges, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's what all read together with me. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Come on, are you ready? One more time. Husband, wife, mom, dad, children. Nehemiah chapter eight verse ten. Are you ready? One, two, three. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. One more time. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Everybody say, Amen. Absolutely true. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's why Nehemiah could do what he did. You see, because it was the joy. Now. If you look at Galatians chapter five verse twenty-two, the fruit of the spirit is a fruit. Huh? Only one fruit, nine flavors. So you read it. Put it on the screen. Look at the screen. All right, Galatians chapter five verse twenty-two. But the fruit of the spirit. Come on, let's read with me. Come on, one more time. Hey, read scripture. Okay, let's remember. All of you have the Bible in front of you, right? Okay, one, two, three. Read with me. Galatians 5, 2, One, two, three. But the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance all right kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control so i ask you uh, what is next to love immediately next to love is joy why because without joy we can't love and when we have love we have joy unspeakable that's why Nehemiah could do what he did. Because he had joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, everybody in your house again, read this with me, say this with me, loud, clear, and convincingly. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Okay, are you ready? One, two, three. The joy of the Lord is my strength. One more time. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And so it is, my friend. Let me conclude. Let us all desire to be a Nehemiah today. Even as we begin to do that, I want to believe that the favor of God, wow, the favor of God will rest upon you. The work of your hands, your family, your business, Because God's anointing will come upon you. Actually, it's all about the anointing of God. As a Christian, especially if you are a Christian leader, if you and I don't carry the anointing, eh, we will become very annoying. So you and I don't want to be anointed; We want to be anointed. I know there's no such word called anointive. Incidentally, I must stop coining new words in my Chinglish dictionary. Be anointed. When you and I are anointed before God, the favour of God comes upon you and upon me. Let me close by once again reminding us of the last verse of the book of Nehemiah remember me with favor oh my god and that's my prayer for you my friend be a nehemiah today ask god to that if i want to be have those five characteristics wow the anointing the favor the zone of god will come upon your life right now my friends i really sense in my spirit that God wants to minister to so many of you. I know in your heart there is this void, maybe this trouble, this striving inside you. And you have been seeking God, the face of God, and asking for his favor to come upon you, especially in these difficult days. Can I encourage you? Seek God. Tell God, Lord, I want to be a man of prayer. God help me in these difficult days I've been away from you spiritually I want to come back to you Lord I want to draw close to you Not only do I want to pray, pray, pray only But I want to serve you I want to give my life for you I want to read the word of God I want to be a man of the word I also want to to your your anointing to come upon me so that I can plan, I can organize, I can think but more important Lord, give me joy. Give me joy. So my encouragement for you is whatever your needs may be for your family, for healing, for your business, I would encourage you to go to the altar call, the prayer altar call online. The link is here at the end of this service. And there will be people ministering to you praying with you and I want to believe that even as you answer and respond to God in this word of God it opens the door for God to work the favour of God will now come into your life come into your family come into your business why? because from the bottom of your heart you say Lord I really want to draw close to you will you do that? Hallelujah 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 yes lord i want to be your servant lord lord make my life a living sacrifice pleasing only to you lord only to you so that whatever i do my work the work of my hands will bring will bring glory and honor to your name father lord your house will be built and your kingdom oh god will be built for your glory oh father i want to pray god may the beauty of the lord may the son, the delight of the lord rest upon you all of us yes lord establish the work of our hands establish the work of our hands and so may the lord bless you and keep you this day may the lord make his face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. May the Lord turn his face towards you always and grant you shalom. Shalom and shalom. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Now God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for t- tuning in. God bless you Have a wonderful, wonderful week
0: Some of you may have never received Jesus Christ As your personal Saviour The Bible tells us That if you openly declare That Jesus is Lord And believe in your heart That God raised Him from the dead You will be saved And you will have eternal life Today If you want to receive Jesus Why don't you follow me In this prayer Father God, I confess I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe you sent Jesus Christ, your son, to die on the cross for my sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and accepting me as your child. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.